Hello there. General Kenobi! <laughs> you are a bold one. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of... IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies, all for you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, also known as the IPC, and we are broadcasting live right here on channel 1138.com, and also coming to you through the power of of Apple Podcasts and Google Play and however you listen to podcasts. We don't care. As long as you're here, you're listening, and boy, do we have another great episode for you guys tonight. As you may have heard, D23 Expo, the massive Disney convention, the exclusively Disney convention that happened over in Anaheim, California this past week, and uh, a lot of stuff was revealed. There was a lot of stuff there. And we even had some friends over there that were taking care of it. I know as a member of the Star Wars Underworld, we had a lot to cover. And it was one of the reasons why the previous episode of IPC was so late getting out to you guys. Because I was tied up with all the Star Wars news. And uh, so yeah, that happened. But uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. And we got another episode for you guys tonight because we're going to be discussing... And breaking down all of the stuff, well, I'm not going to say all of it, but as much as we possibly can from D23, all the news, where you got talking about Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Disney in general, just has so much stuff going on because they literally own everything. So yeah, we're going to be getting into that, breaking it all down, but before we get into that, of course, introductions are in order if you are new. My name is Ben, and joining me as he has for a quite a few episodes now, and hopefully quite a few more, is my good friend, Mr. Jake Damon. Um, my name's actually Zach Ben. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally missed yeah. that. Sorry, Zach. Yeah. Wink, wink. We are the hosts. We always have been. You and me, Zach Arnold. We have always been the hosts of this show. Who? Zach who? Zach Zach, Zach Zach Damon. No, oh, I'm getting names confused. No, I am Jake Damon. Uh, Zach is not here, unfortunately. But you know what? We're yeah. going to hold the fort down, and it's going to be a great episode because we're talking D23, and there was a lot of news that came out of that convention. Indeed. And as you mentioned, Zach, of course, fortunately, not with us tonight. The bad news is he might be missing quite a few episodes for the rest of the year because the good news is... He has a really sweet gig now, so yeah. uh, it's kind of taken up his Friday night, so he can't be with us as much as normal, but hopefully he'll come back to us in the very near future. But as you said, we got to hold down the fort while he's gone, and we got to prove him wrong, <laughs> because apparently he thinks we're Jar Jar Binks. What? I saw him in the Peacekeeper group 
talking about how how he felt leaving the show in our hands, and he had a picture of Padme Amidala <laughs> uh, giving over the reins of her job to Jar Jar oh, Binks. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, I'm not sure how to feel about that. I feel like maybe he doesn't trust us. Um, maybe just a little alone, bit. And I'm not sure how to take that really. Besides, besides my my pride is a little bit hurt. But I think I think this is a good opportunity to prove him wrong. And I think by the end of this episode, once Zach listens to it, he'll be like, hmm, maybe they're not so bad on their own. Maybe yeah, we just got to prove him wrong. We got by the end of the episode, we've got to totally blow him away. And, uh, yeah, it probably won't happen, but we'll just do our best. We'll do if we our can best. get him to a point where he's like, you know what? I am actually, I, when I'm on the show, it's actually worse. Jake and Ben make it a much better show. I just never need to be on again. If we can get him to that point in his thinking, I think we've done a good job. But, of course, Zach, you're allowed to come back. You know, it's just because you're not in the podcast anymore doesn't mean that, you know, you can't, you can't be on it as a guest. Then you know how it feels to be me. Yeah, we'll, we'll allow you to come back. Maybe, maybe, maybe. B- big maybe. 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 We ch- we changed the locks on the studio, and sorry, it just happened. Um, <laughs> but that is neither here nor there. We'll we'll get him back eventually, and we'll see what he thinks of our job performance. But right now, <laughs> we I, I should say I did warn Zach that we would talk about him behind his back because he's not here to defend himself. Well, I think it's only natural because that brief moment when you were off the air last week, uh, we talked about you. So. I'm just going to throw that out there. Maybe yeah. It's a little time for revenge now, even though I was involved in that. What goes around comes around, I guess. <laughs> in frickin' deed. Okay, well, let's get into this, because we've got a lot of good stuff here. And you may have heard, and I, I, mm-hmm. I want to start with the Star Wars stuff, because there was quite a few things. I'm not going to talk as much, because if you listen to the Star Wars on World Podcast, which you definitely should, we just finished up like a three-hour podcast last night talking about all this plus Chris and Dominic were there and did three separate podcasts for all three days so that was crazy wow um so we've talked about it ad nauseum so I want to get your take and the first big thing to come out briefly now you had the Disney plus panel which happened last week at this time and one of the first things revealed was the trailer for the Mandalorian now we've been expecting this. We've been hoping for it. What was your first impressions upon seeing this thing? Well, I I've been looking forward to this series for a long time, just like most Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know everything about it just seems right. Uh, the people involved, John Favreau, the cast, the 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 story that it seems like they're going to be telling here which we don't really have too many details on necessarily it's very vague so far but i I like that um but you you get a a vibe and a a tone sort of from from this trailer what we're of what we're going to get um i did see some leaked footage several months ago from uh celebration from the Mandalorian panel and you know it was very blurry couldn't see a whole lot but I did notice some of the same shots that I was really excited to see in in full definition which we got to see here Um, honestly just a really cool uh, teaser Um, still didn't give us too much information very beautiful cinematography very uh, puts you in the world of this this character the mandalorian who we have no idea who he is um but i'm sure we'll get to to figure that out but yeah everything from the the art direction to the costumes to the 
to the dialogue everything just seemed really good and and uh well done and i'm just i'm really excited to to take a look at that first episode yeah the the production value is off the charts with this thing like you really Mm -hmm. if i think you could fool people into thinking this is a movie like it looks for real that good like several like especially those you know those overhead shots of the ground you know the ships and the the space battles and you got ig-11 doing his thing like it looks amazing i can't wait to hear ig-11 talk too because it's taika waititi doing the voice and he as you know plays korg in in thor and and uh or thor ragnarok and avengers endgame and He's he's a pretty funny presence, so I hope that they go that direction with him. That he's he's kind of cracking wise the whole time. That'd be really cool. But yeah, cool cool shot of him shooting. And I honestly, my I think my two favorite shots in this whole trailer are, uh, well, I guess three because there's a couple that show the what's the ship called again? Razor Crest. I've, I've almost I've Razor almost Crest. got it. I've, I've got it memorized now almost. <laughs> Yeah, I almost said the ghost, but then I'm like, nope, wrong shot. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the Razor Crest. Is, any shot of the Razor Crest flying looks gorgeous. And one thing that I I got, one of my favorite parts from that panel at Celebration was them describing how they did the shots with like just a model, you know? Right. And they went back to basics. And that I've been wanting that in Star Wars for so long. Like, like to me, the ships in the newer stuff, it... They don't look terrible, but you can tell that they're CG, you know, just from the lighting and and the uh, I think the best the ships have looked in any of the movies so far have been the Star Destroyers in Rogue One to me. I would agree. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But but there was just something about the Razor Crest flying in this that just felt right again to me anyway. And it just it was it was really like. Uh, palpable and you you could almost touch it you know and then uh so i like those shots and then that shot toward the end when the mandalorian shoots the door shut on that guy that was cool that's something we haven't really seen in star wars yet but you always that's something you always talk about you know when the door shuts really fast uh you know any of the doors in star wars you're like okay if somebody was standing in that that would be that would be uh game over for them you know yeah. and we finally see it being done <laughs> It's amazing, yeah. yeah. And and speaking of the ships, like that was one of the things. And if you if anybody hasn't seen that, like that's one of the few things that they did release the celebration on the live stream. I believe was that mm-hmm. whole montage and Filoni and Favreau kind of talked over it and how they did all this, you know, real sets, practical effects, all the stuff, but didn't do yeah. it as much as as pandery as some other people have done it in Star Wars. But, yeah. um, you know, it was really just amazing to see that just like us from as viewers going like, well, all the sips are CG, but what if? Why, why don't you mm-hmm. just give one shot a chance as a practical model? And that's basically what they did. Yeah. They just like, hey, we want this as something to put on our test. So we're just going to do mm-hmm. this and actually put in a shot. And they painstaking you know, effort into making that happen. So I think it really pays off. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think my two, if I had to choose two complaints, like I, I, I'm not trying to be negative or anything, but you know, right. not everything's perfect and everybody can have their own opinion on stuff. But, uh, my biggest complaint with the new trilogy is that 
the i mean i know they talk about having practical effects and i really appreciate the practical practical effects that they do use but i really wish they would do practical effects for the ships and stuff i think that would add a lot and my second biggest complaint is not a whole lot of um classic aliens you know not a whole lot of rodians not a whole lot of twi'leks and you know, it seems like we're getting both of those things in The Mandalorian, which makes me even more excited. Yeah, just in this trailer, we get a Quarren, who doesn't make it very yeah. long, but uh, and we get yep. a Twi'lek, and I'm sure there's some other Twi'lek pl- played by um, uh, what's her name? Uh, she plays a character. For some reason, her name's not uh, Tonks. Tonks mm-hmm. uh, in Harry Potter. Yes, yeah, you're correct. I've, I'm looking up the actress's name right. Now it's uh, Natalie Tenna. Yeah. Um, She was in Game of Thrones. She was in Harry Potter. And now she's in this one, which is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool if on your resume you can say you've been in Harry Potter and Star Wars. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's great. But, uh, yeah, just seeing a Twi'lek, like, is really exciting because, like, they've steered clear of them. And, like, other people have pointed out Twi'leks haven't been around forever. Like, they weren't even in, like, A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back. But they feel like they're they're really, like, one of these classic Star Wars aliens. And yeah. even going to, like, Canto Bite and stuff like that, where you got all these alien species. And I get, from mm-hmm. a production standpoint, like, you want to do new things. You want to create new designs as opposed to just going back to old ones, which is good they need to do that more yeah but uh at the same time bring back the old ones like that's just star wars to me is those aliens right and and it adds to the whole feeling that you're back in that world again and that that's something i think has been missing just a little bit from the sequel trilogy and that's something i think the prequel trilogy did really well actually is included a lot of those aliens and, and it does make a difference in regards to you know you get the aesthetic of star wars you can put that kind of mm-hmm. on anything but it helps to have like a familiar face, a familiar alien that makes it feel like thing. Because I remember seeing the the set photos from Canto Bite, and I'm like, this right. looks like an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> That's that was my exact thought. Yeah, I was it in the Vanity Fair spread from uh, I forget that photographer Annie name. Leibovitz. Yep, Annie Leibovitz. How could I forget that? But um, yeah, I, I remember looking at that spread and being like, these are cool, but like. Where's where's my little Greedo guy? Where's mm-hmm. uh, you know where's where's the Twi'lek? But uh, yeah, it did seem like a lot of Doctor Who like aliens, which is cool. I think that if you're making up new aliens, you know, obviously the Star Wars universe is huge. There's obviously species we have never seen before, and it is cool to showcase those. But just pepper those familiar ones in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, and and Mandalorian seems to be definitely doing that. And it, I think it makes sense from a budget standpoint that they can just. These are really simple costumes that were created in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like the Quarren, it's just a big squid on someone's head, but yet it, it works, and people already accept it because it's not a new alien. It's something we've seen before. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure there's some old like molds lying around you could just use again, you exactly. know, make some new costumes, but whatever. Exactly. But yeah, the whole aesthetic of the Mandalorian just... It just looks great. It looks, you know, that you, you have that on. one shot. This is probably my favorite shot of the entire trailer where it's just a view of the Razor Crest just sitting outside, like, a, oh. a patch of buildings. It's just incredible. It's like you can't, like, put your finger on it because it's just this, like, dirty city <laughs> with a couple yeah, of ships parked which, out there, but it looks amazing. Funnily enough, I probably most of 
the shot of the razor crest besides maybe the ramp is cgi like just it sitting there and then the flying shots are practical right. when in the in the movies it's been the opposite because you've got the falcon fully built but then the shots of it flying are obviously uh you know cg but yes and uh i mean i can't remember what exactly the budget is but yeah this show has a humongous budget and yeah, it's, uh, really and it's never gonna be on tv <laughs> You know, nope. It's not even, you know, nope. it's not like Game of Thrones or whatever. It's it's not even, you know, going to HBO or whatever. This is going to be strictly streaming. And uh, I'm glad that, you know, we're not, we've waited so long. Like, this has been a long time coming. George Lucas was yeah. talking about a live-action series in 2005. That's how yep. far yep. back this goes. We're talking about Star Wars Underworld. Not to be confused with the popular fan site, Star Wars Underworld, <laughs> the TV show... I've never heard of that website. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, there's those uh, con people. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I think it's it's just amazing that we've now come so far, and you know we're getting this, and they're not cutting any corners. And that was one of the reasons why Underworld, as it was, didn't come mm-hmm. to fruition because George Lucas wasn't cutting any corners with that show. He was making it quality of a movie. And it was going to yeah. be, I don't know, several million dollars an episode. I think that's what right. the Mandalorian's budget is. Well, I, I remember interview a certain interview with Rick McCallum where he was talking about the show, you know, and it was kind of just like a hopefully it'll happen soon type of thing, the way he was talking about it. And obviously the plants kind of went downhill and then Disney bought Lucasfilm and, you know, the show, that the, the first live action show that they're doing now with the Mandalorian, it's not called Underworld, but it's it's kind of that same idea you know the cd mm-hmm. underbelly stuff and that's what i'm excited about absolutely yeah it just yeah and, and you were saying earlier like we don't really know much about this show and that intrigues mm. me that intrigues me the fact that we really know next to nothing we know there's a mandalorian we haven't seen his face we don't know his name <laughs> like yeah. and we have a few other characters and that's basically it and it's just this yeah. you know really seedy time and again we're exploring a time period that I desperately want to explore, which is the time between six and seven and, yeah, you know, the whole, exactly. you know, the coming of age of the new Republic, but also the fall of the empire. And, you know, just that whole dynamic is going to be great. Well, my last point with this is like, you mentioned that we don't know a whole lot about the show, like barely anything. And I, I love that. And I, you know, the past, maybe I don't know. Any as long as I've been interested in in pop culture and movies coming out and shows, um, I've said that I don't really care about spoilers, and I will like I have this bad part of me that actively seeks them out because I'm just so curious. <laughs> but if I can manage to not do it and not give into the temptation of of finding out spoilers and just go into something blindly, honestly, it's such a more rewarding experience. It is. It is. And, it, like, there's advantages. Like, I, I like spoilers from a certain point of view, but I also, mm-hmm. you know, it can be, like, I remember feeling so awkward at the end of Force Awakens because I read th- I read that entire thing <laughs> about, you know, Kylo enters, Han's there, and then he, I think he, quote, silences the conversation forever. And there was a whole lot of subtext yep. there. And, oh, I remember, and I remember that. like seeing that scene finally visualized on screen is like, oh my god, it's happening! Like this is for real, yep. guys. This, this is not a drill. This is happening. 
And uh, so I love reading into the stuff, but I also like I love being clueless. I love being just like, hey, I don't know where this is going. I'm just gonna watch it and enjoy it and uh, see where it goes. So uh, Mandalorian is definitely going to be one of those. And another one of those that we've got coming up and something that came out um, to people that were in the audience at D23, they saw it right away on Saturday. And then we had a long wait, which was two days, which was very long in my opinion, to actually mm. see it because uh, they didn't release it to the public until Monday morning on Good Morning America. We got the next, not the first, but the next little bit of footage from The Rise of Skywalker. And it's not a whole lot to go on, but at the same time, it is a lot. And with a little bit, they say a whole heck of a lot. And uh, especially that last scene. But um, what stood out to you in this one? Oh, I really like the shot where the group is kind of coming over the... They're in the desert, and uh, they come over that ridge, and you see like this big city, it looks like, or a big party or festival going on, and there's like smoke bombs and fireworks going off that looked pretty cool um kind of reminded me of the celebration at the end of return of the jedi you know just depending on where you were because it went to a whole lot of different planets but it kind of reminded me of that just some something cool is going on some people are celebrating something Mm -hmm. i don't know um i loved the shot of ray and kylo fighting on the what appears to be Death Star wreckage yes, in the middle of the water. Very, much so. very cool scene. Um, everybody's freaking out about Dark Ray. <laughs> right? You got that shot of Ray with the hood all dressed in black, and she's got this like double lightsaber that, you know, when the hilt folds, the two blades are kind of perpendicular to each other. Or is that the word perpendicular? Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, and then uh, she kind of flips it down like a butterfly knife, and it's a double lightsaber, very Darth Maul style. Um, I honestly thought that was a little like, okay, you're just doing this for toys, you know? <laughs> like, I, that's what it felt like to me, and it seemed a little awkward when she like, like springed it open i don't know there's just something weird about it where i'm like "Mm, okay but the idea of it's pretty cool to me it's very uh thought compelling um i'm sure you saw this Mm -hmm. and talked about it already but i think on the star wars official website they described it as a vision and then later changed it i saw that i saw (laughs) that and i i love that they 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 just uh they kind of spilled the beans on that not that it was like because everyone I listen to, I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, talk to a lot of people, and everyone like seems to be of the consensus that it's that it's a vision. And yeah. I was kind of like, I was buying it the first time I I saw that. I'm like, oh, okay, they're mm-hmm. going for this, and like I could kind of map out and see like where they could be going with this. The more I think about it, of course, the more it it makes sense that it's probably a vision. Um, but uh, yeah. still, and it kind of. I was kind of like, for a while, I'm like, ah, I'm not sure I feel about that, because if it is a vision, that seems pretty cheap to put it in the trailer. You know, it's, yeah. you know, it seems like, you know, kind of misleading, because, like, when you're put you're putting together a trailer, and I know Star Wars and even Marvel have done this, where you have scenes that are just 
put in the trailer that are made for the trailer and then they don't show up in the movie for whatever reason. Well, my feeling is they put it in the trailer to do exactly what it ended up doing, become number one on trending <laughs> on Twitter, which, you know, hashtag dark. You can't Ray, blame them up. necessarily, but it also, no. it's also like you're trying to sell this movie. And I, one thing that I'm always, you know, you know, trying to tell people is like, don't go in with too many expectations. Like I fully yeah. admit my expectation for the last Jedi colored my first experience with that movie. And it mm-hmm. it really kind of I don't want to say ruined it, but it definitely like I wasn't expecting what we got. I don't think anyone was, but expect, right. especially not me. Um, so you know, coming out of that, I'm like I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that to myself, and I don't want other people because I see people going, "Oh, I want this. I want Ray and Kylo to kiss," <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Guys, yeah. you know, I'm okay with that." You do you, you you want to be Raylo, that's fine, you know, but don't go in expecting that because you you could be disappointed. And I feel like here they're setting people up for disappointment because I feel like people, there's at least a certain demographic of people that saw this and went, oh, Ray's turning to the dark side, how are they going to get out of that one? Yeah. And they're going to want that. And like that's a cool idea, well, Ray with a double bladed red lightsaber. That's badass. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But like, basically, it all comes down to me. It comes down to like, what story are they trying to tell with these three movies? And will you know? Because we've got the first two, two of three pieces so far, and this will complete the story and supposedly the story for the uh-huh. entire Skywalker saga. So, you know, there's it's pretty tall order for this movie to do, but I'm curious to see if they will successfully tell a complete story in two ways, you know, for Rey and for the Skywalkers. I'm curious to, I mean, I'm sure they will. I'm just curious to see how it unfolds because I, I literally don't know what to expect. I have no idea how this movie is going to end. I have no idea what the main story of this movie is. No clue. And I think, again, that's, that's a really cool place to be. But I... You said something earlier about um, being on the Reddit for the Star Wars leaks, and <laughs> I, I, I'm very tempted to go check that out. Yeah, for those who are not in the know, there is a full plot breakdown of the Rise of Skywalker on Reddit right now. But I've That's heard, crazy. I've heard that it basically takes a lot of notes from something that Making Star Wars just put out. And as far as spoilers go, they're the only ones I really trust in this whole thing. And yes, I've read, I've read third act stuff. I'm talking like big stuff. I I know some things that I kind of wish I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we need to have a conversation after this podcast, Ben. Yeah, we do, we do, we do. But you know, it's uh <laughs> like this stuff that was on Reddit. I don't know how much of it. I mean, who knows how much of it was true? I I read. I kind of compared it to, to the MSW stuff. And uh, I don't know how much of it kind of bleeds over, but some people are kind of, you know, going after it because they felt like they were kind of stealing from MSW, but whatever. Um, I don't know. I did read a couple things, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I, won't, I won't give anything away. I'll actually, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, me- I'll, I'll mention one of them to you after the show. I think you'll, I think you'll like it. It's not a huge spoiler, but it's like, oh, that's like, that could set up something really interesting if it's true. But, like, there's so many different things, and there's so many different variables, and sometimes you have people (coughs) (coughs) – cough, Mike Zero – who just (laughs) make up crap. 
just make yeah. it up. And it's like, as a someone who is trying to be a legitimate journalist, like reporting on this stuff, it's like a big. The biggest joke is now, oh, this came from Reddit. Oh yeah, because Reddit is really reliable. Um, so. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that's all over there. If you want to go check it out, who knows? It may all be bunk, and maybe you read it and well, just have a little fun with it, and maybe it'll all end up to be false. One thing I really hope happens is Force Ghost Hayden Christensen, man. I really want to see him in this trilogy. That'd be awesome. I That's the thing, and I keep looking around for that. I haven't... Here's the thing. I haven't read all the spoilers, but the spoilers I have mm. read and I have heard did not mention him. Yet, Man, if if it were me making the trilogy, I would find a really cool way to include Hayden Christensen, um, Ghost Hayden Christensen. Like, I just think a, a scene be, between him and Kylo would be really powerful. I, oh man, I want that so bad. I want that yeah. so bad because, like, the natural thing is like, oh, Hayden Christensen with Ray, like Anakin talking to Ray, that'd be cool. But like, no. Ray doesn't know who that is. Like, Ray doesn't know who Anakin is. But Anakin knows who Kylo is, and Kylo would definitely know who Anakin is. And how... Yeah. I just had a crazy... Okay. Imagine Ben Solo, like, in a cave or something. Like, he's just by himself, and, and Hayden Christensen pops up and, like, talks to him. And he talks to him about what he did to Han Solo was, you know, not good obviously and he's just talking Ben through this stuff but how crazy would it be to have Hayden Christensen talking to Ben Solo and have Hayden Christensen say the name Han Solo oh. <laughs> that seriously that just blew my mind <laughs> that yeah and it's the little things like that to like oh my god like that's oh. insane um and yeah. it's like I'm also like thinking about how not just because Anakin is his grandfather but because their paths have been so similar that I think mm. ultimately they would have so much to talk about. Like, think yeah. about it. You know, Kylo's like, oh, I, I, I killed my father. Well, Anakin's like, well, I killed my father figure. Like, right. you know, and I yeah. contributed to my wife's death, and or at least I thought I did. And, and you know, it's, it's like they would have... That could be a, such a huge turning point for Kylo to... Just have that conversation, you know, just to get to talk to him and go, um, dude, stop. Seriously, yeah. can you just not do that? Because you're not, you're, you're not finishing what I started or whatever you're telling yourself. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, it, that whole dynamic. And just the Rise of Skywalker itself looks, it looks amazing. It, it looks yep. fantastic. It's I'm so intrigued by what I don't know again, even after reading some spoilers. I'm like, how does this all match up? How does this get here? How is the Death Star involved in this? How is the Emperor is the involved Emperor? in this? Like, it's just insane. Yeah. So I'm I'm totally looking forward to it. I am absolutely it's it's we're we're getting close to single digits now. We're we're getting close to yeah. less than hundred days, which is astounding. Well, I really hope I can make it out to watch it with you guys, but um, it's it's peak season where I work, and it might be really hard to get that off. I'm finding I out, understand. so I I don't know if I'll be able to, but if if not, I can watch it with my family or whatever. Um, either way, I'm looking forward to it very much. Well, so. If you can make it work, we'll save you space, 
and would yeah. definitely love to see. And you know, if, if if nothing else, just start planning planning for like three years in the future when we when we right. bring, bring it back because we we've been all over, as you know, we've been to Toronto, we've been where I live, we've been to L.A. And yep. now, you know, I think we kind of all agree that, like, yeah, doing it at the Chinese theater is kind of awesome. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Heck yeah. So Heck yeah. I, this will not be the last time we do this, this is my point. Yeah. Well, part oh, – I'm just – I'm so frustrated with myself because, like, I've had opportunities to do it before, and it just hasn't worked out for whatever reason. And I, like, really want to make it work this time just because it's the last – star wars movie in the skywalker saga and that would just be really cool but you know we'll we'll see what happens it's still a possibility but yeah yeah they're i mean they're saying this is the last skywalker movie i'll believe it when i see it like it, it's <laughs> it's it's yeah. not like this is the last we're gonna see of han luke and leia and mm. I, I include han in that that i believe he's gonna be in this movie i think he's gonna be in this movie in some form that's just my belief nothing <laughs> not based on anything um that i've heard but I think this is the end of these characters. I think the rest of the characters, I think you're, you're going to have Ray, Kylo, if he survives, Finn. I think you're going to have mm. another trilogy with those guys in the future at some point. Yeah. But this is an end for that saga, the Skywalker saga. But doesn't mean it has to be the end. I, episode 10 is going to happen. Mark my words. Yep. Episode X. Episode X. It's got to happen. Come on. You can't You can't not use that Roman numeral. That's just that's just too <laughs> right. good. Too good. Yep. All right. Okay, so there's one other... There's actually a couple more things. There's one big thing, big Star Wars thing that happens that you may have heard about, that some of you may have heard about. It shook the internet when everyone yelled, Hello there. <laughs> when the man himself in... I want to say Ian McDermott... <laughs> Yeah, you know. He did come out on stage. He made a surprise appearance at Celebration. We're not talking about him. We're talking about Ewan frickin' McGregor, who at the end of the Disney Plus panel showed up and like, hey, guys, I'm doing an Obi-Wan show. You heard about it, and it's happening. And it was just, I mean, there's not much to talk about in regards to we don't know anything about it. We know it's set eight years after Revenge of the Sith. We know the scripts are written. And we know Ewan McGregor starring in it. Other than that, it's just that it's happening, and I can't believe it. Honestly, that's all I need to know for me to be sold. Because that, I mean, we've been waiting for something like this for years, literally years. And 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 Ewan McGregor specifically to come back, we all thought it would be perfect. We all thought it would be great. And I guess Disney did too. Ewan McGregor did too. Uh, he's back, and he's back as my favorite Jedi of all time. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the coolest Jedi in the galaxy. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I'm really, to, just today I was thinking about like all the possibilities and, and just different like possible scenes that would be cool. Like what if he's in a in a hut on Tatooine and, and, and he's like dressed, you know, more raggedy a little bit and uh-huh. like somebody's trying to steal something from him or something and then he gets out his blue lightsaber and, and like points it at him or something. I don't know, something cool like that. But there's a lot of possibilities for this show. I like the idea of like him earning the whole crazy old wizard title. Yeah. And yeah, like maybe to... maybe he's doing stuff that's either intentional or unintentional that makes him seem crazy. Well, how cool would it be to bring back like Joel Edgerton and? Uh, and... Yes, I know, man. I, I want it. Yeah. Um, question: Do you think we're gonna get uh, like a kid playing Luke, like young young Luke? I, I would, I would say yes. I think, I think 
obviously the reason Obi-Wan is there is because of Luke. And if you're going to make it a central plot point in the show that this guy is hanging out on this desert planet for 20 years because he has to protect this kid, it seems like the kid would be involved at some point. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him that maybe even you, you cast like an eight-year-old Luke and he has a fairly large role in regards to, I don't know, somebody kidnaps him or whatever. Like there, you could foreseeably put Luke in like grave danger that, you know, draws yeah. Obi-Wan out of hiding. Yeah. Something like, like only Ben knew about, uh, Ben and Luke knew about the situation and like, oh, don't tell your uncle Owen. Yeah. And so we've already seen like that situation with Darth Maul and Rebels, like, you know, Darth Maul shows up basically, you know, you briefly see Luke, but it's more about, you know, him going, oh, you're protecting someone. That's interesting. And Obi-Wan just like ignites the saber like, okay, dude, you're dead. Like, you, this yeah. is, it's over. You, you you just threatened the one thing that I was here to protect. So, uh, yeah, you're yeah. gone. So it could be a situation like that where, and, and it's something bigger. I think just him adjusting to not being a Jedi. Because I think it's yeah. interesting that in A New Hope, he's like, I was once a Jedi. At that point, yeah. he doesn't really consider himself a Jedi because it's just been so long. And he can't mm-hmm. do that. He can't go running around with his lightsaber because, you know, the Empire will be on him in, you know, like, white on rice. Yep. Well, I just, I, I'm, mark my words, all right? I'm, I'm making a prediction. They're going to do the salt and pepper hair for ewan mcgregor they're gonna they're gonna give him like some gray sideburns or something they're gonna try and age him up just a little bit i don't know if they're gonna use you know how much makeup they're gonna use what my prediction is is that they kind of did this with uh brian cranston in breaking bad they they did a, a you know not a crazy amount of makeup but just enough to make him look a little more older and weathered and i think that they could take that approach with Ewan McGregor and make him look a little bit older, you know, like he's been living in the desert for eight years up to this point. And obviously he's even closer to being Alec Guinness than, than he is in uh, revenge of the Sith by almost a decade. So, you know, I think they got to do something. Right. And see, I mean, as I said, eight years on after revenge of the Sith, like if they wanted to do like him just adjusting Tatooine and he's still kind of young, or, you know, close to his age in Revenge of the Sith. They could have said just a couple years after, but, like, this is well into him being on the planet and doing his thing. And so he's gonna have aged. At that point, he's gotta at least start making the turn to looking like Alec Guinness. So, you know, that's gotta happen at some point. So I think you're gonna see a aged-up Obi-Wan for sure. I... I for some reason almost said how cool would it be if like the mandalorian showed up or something in in their crew and they're like well that's a pretty big time difference yeah it's not a huge time difference and i don't know like it's set on the same planet and yeah you know who knows what the mandalorian is doing at that point i could just think it's soon but it is interesting that like two of the three big disney plus series that are coming to you know that are going to be star wars related are set on the same planet yeah. largely because I don't think they've they haven't really said the Mandalorian is set on Tatooine but like it seems like it they released a poster there was like Jawas in the, the reel from Celebration there was uh, sand crawlers in the background also two sons <laughs> also two sons kind of a dead giveaway there yeah yeah 
Yeah, somebody on Twitter was like, the reasons I think this is Tatooine, Sandcrawlers, this, that, and they did not mention the two sons. Yeah, kind of, uh, kind of, they're kind of spelling it out for us. So there's that. All right. Well, I think, I think it's safe to say we're both excited for this. I think everyone's excited for this. Heck yeah. And it's supposed to be filming like next year sometime. So it's not that far away. Apparently all the scripts are done already. All the scripts are done and they're just waiting to shoot it. So that's. It's amazing. Like that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. All these rumors, and all of a sudden, it's happening. And yeah, uh, yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy good stuff. Um, real quick, before we move into the Marvel section, there's a lot of Marvel stuff, so we really need to get to it. But uh, I want to mention this Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. Have yeah. you seen this? Have you seen this yep. thing? This yeah, is it, astounding. It it almost looks like a beefed up. Uh, Tantive 4, you know. It basically is. Even though it's obviously Tantive 4 is like an Alderanian ship. And yeah. this is a ch- ship from Chandrilla, which is okay. the was the capital of the Republic after the war. Um apparently they're they're making similar ships for some reason. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's but, it's got a similar like front and similar engines sort of. Right. But so this is going to be essentially a cruise ship in space and it's all going to be themed it's going to be all in universe you will go to the ship you will get on a pod or whatever go into quote-unquote the atmosphere of earth and board this thing and (laughs) and you will take on a voyage and there's like one day off where you go to batu galaxy's edge and you know it's it's involved like and you're the thing that like is weird about it is that you're what you get on it you're you're trapped you're you're on it like you can't get off even though yeah. it's it's physically a building at Disney World it's yeah. going to be themed as if you're on a ship in space yeah, and it's almost like a ride of its own right right and uh yeah in case you weren't aware it's expensive it's very expensive <laughs> um so save your money yeah. kids but yeah. uh, it looks it looks amazing. It looks fantastic. Apparently, you can you'll get a chance to fly the ship. You can operate the weapons. Wow. Um, I heard way back that you were gonna have like your own clothes, like like in the nice. universe clothes that you they give you to wear because you know because just old t shirts. That's not Star Warsy enough. Um, right. So uh, I think my favorite thing about this, uh, based on the concept art, it seems like each room will have like a window or a wall as a window that's just a giant screen as yes. if you're looking out into space. How cool is that? That's that's going to be amazing. They If they can pull this off and you can't see the seams, if it's just like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, you're, you're totally buying into it, that's going to be really the, the kicker. Um, yeah. And not, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, it, it amazes me that they're, they're doing all this. Like, it could just be a Star Wars-themed hotel, but it's not. It's going to be all out with this. Being yep. this cruise ship, basically. Well, I I wonder what it's gonna look like. Cause is it going to look like that ship? That's the like, thing. Is, I are don't they know. building the actual ship? I'm assuming. I'm assuming you'll just go into a building that's supposed to be like the 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 docking bay or whatever, and yeah. then you'll board like a portal thing that will take you quote unquote up to the ship. Yeah, but also, it could be. It could be that, like, this thing's just parked outside somewhere. You can actually see it, and you get on yeah. board it. That would be really cool. That would be awesome. 
So there's that. And, of course, there was a bunch of other stuff. We really won't have time to get into it. There's a bunch of stuff that was released for just the Disney parks. Because there was a, on Friday, there was the Disney Plus panel. On uh, Saturday, there was the Walt Disney Studios panel. And then on Sunday, there was the Disney Parks panel. And they revealed a bunch of stuff. They're completely redoing Epcot. Um, They're adding a bunch of stuff. Dick Van Dyke got up on stage and danced and sung. <laughs> That's cool. And, like, the the guy is immortal. Like, he should yeah. be, like, 150 by now, but he's <laughs> he's still alive and literally kicking. So um, He's one of my favorites. He's so great. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's just immense amount of stuff. There's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster at Epcot in Walt Disney World. Oh. Um, it's called uh, something Rewind, I think. But, yeah. Okay. That's going to be really cool. And a bunch of other stuff. And in, in addition to this giant Star Wars themed hotel. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a lot. So, let's get into the Marvel stuff because we got a good bit of things from this, um, from the Disney Plus panel and the Walt Disney Studios panel. Mostly the Disney Plus panel because there's a lot of stuff coming. Because we know about What If, the animated series, we know about Fal- Falcon Winter Soldier, and we know about WandaVision and uh, several others. But uh, these are the ones they kind of talked about. And specifically with Marvel's What If, you have a bunch of the cast members coming back. And one of the big ones is Haley Atwell, who's going to be playing, uh, returning as Peggy Carter. But this time, it's going to be an alternate universe where she was given the super, superhero, super, what's the, not, what the word <laughs> I'm looking for? The super, the, the super soldier serum. Yep. That made her not Captain America, but Captain Britain. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. And having Haley Atwell back is just great at all, just by itself. Yeah. I mean, ever since I was 16, I've had the biggest crush on Haley Atwell. Yeah, she not? she has the same birthday as me, which just adds a whole oh, layer of icing to the cake. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy she's coming back. Uh, yeah, my wife and I, we we had a conversation once like, Oh, who's your celebrity crush or whatever. And it was a little uncomfortable for me. Cause my first thought is, well, you're my only crush babe. But then she was like, well, well, my celebrity crush is this guy. And I'm like, okay, fine. Mine's Haley Atwell. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, we've had that conversation before, but yeah, Haley Atwell, uh, big crush and happy. She's coming back. Captain Britain. That's very interesting. Cause like in the comics, it's always been uh, dude, Cap- yeah, Captain yeah. Britain. And there were even some rumors that maybe Christian Bale would come to play him. Uh, but it looks like the fir- and you know, that could still happen, but the first incarnation of this is going to be in a what if, and it's going to be played by Haley Atwell, agent Carter herself. And that's really cool. I'm, generally speaking very excited for this what if series because it's actually based on some comic books that are what if and they right. all have different different stories that are just like well what if this happened instead of this happened and it seems like they're going to be doing an episode for each of the 23 movies that are in there uh hmm. my only question about that is two of those movies are spider-man movies so what are they going to do for those because i didn't see tom holland in the voice cast which is pretty big. Yeah, it should be. I don't know. Unless they do. What, what if somebody else what became Spider Man? What if Ned is Spider Man? What if he became <laughs> yeah. Spider Man? Yeah, that would be funny. Which is a possibility, um, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But I think my guess for what they're going to do for the Spider Man ones are like they're going to be villain based. So, like, what if. What if 
you know, Vulture was... Or, I mean, it could just be the fact that they're just going to recast him. Like, they'll just have another actor doing Spider-Man. True, um, yeah. But yeah. You, you bring up a good point about the whole, you know, controversy and the, the bidding war over Spider-Man now between Sony and Marvel. Like, you know, how can, how can they do this? How can they use, you know, if they've already got a pre... Unless they've already done it, but still they haven't released it. And, like, how's the rights going to go? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's complicated, and uh, it's a mess. But I'm holding out hope, man. I'm hoping no news is good news. But yeah. there was a lot of things said at D23 by Kevin Feige and Tom Holland that really was a gut punch. Really was a gut punch. Like Kevin Feige was kind of like, you could tell he was kind of like backtracking. Like, oh yeah, we knew it yeah. wouldn't last forever. Like, oh no, crap, Feige. You wanted that, this to last forever. <laughs> like, that that was the only thing that Kevin Feige's ever said that I've taken issue with is that we told the story we wanted to tell, which no. I know he has to say something like that. I don't blame him, but like, no, they didn't. I totally get why he's saying that. I totally get it. But it's yeah. BS. It's absolute Total BS. BS. <laughs> Far From Home is not the end of the story they were trying to tell. It's it's the, you know, they were playing for like six films here with Spider-Man. You're right. Yep. And that was obviously a huge cliffhanger for the third one and going forward. And yeah, there's countless podcasts I've listened to where Feige's like, oh, yeah, we're going to take him to different places we've, you know, never seen him go before. And now he's saying, oh, well, we, d- we did what we wanted to do. I'm like, no. Feige, get yeah. a grip, man. Also, if this, I just have to highlight this because we've been speculating it, uh, speculating about it for a while. But like that, you know, Avengers Tower, Stark Tower, we knew it was going to become something. They were leading towards something, and I was really leaning towards Oscorp. If if Spider Man mm-hmm. was going to be in this world for a while, Oscorp just made sense to me. But you know. And, you know, if if uh, if the Fantastic Four, which is rumored to be in the 60s, is is true, then, you know, maybe it's not even the Baxter building. Who knows? Either way, kind of disappointing. What if one of the uh, what if shows is just a normal Spider-Man story and it's what (laughs) if Spider-Man stayed in the MCU and then we're all sad? Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Please, <sighs> Sony, Disney, get your act together. Get an agreement going. Get him Seriously. back, please, for the love of. Uh. It's it's in everybody's best interest to just make a deal. Like Disney, I love you, but you can't be so greedy. And Sony, I love you, sort of, kind of, maybe not as you much. You can as do this on your own. I know you think you can, but you can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's it's a mess. It's a mess. Hopefully they'll sort it out before long. He'll be back. Hopefully, won't take another several bad Spider-Man movies in several years to make it happen. Um, yeah. Because I, I only expect the worst from Sony. I'm sorry, I just do. I I, just I do, do too. The the only upside to me is that they just came out with a really freaking good Spider-Man movie. It was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Like that thing was incredible. And if they take the same sensibilities that they they had there and like they knew what story they wanted to tell they didn't mess it up you know like they did with the amazing spider-man 2 at least i'm not a huge fan of the first one either but um i i think that it is possible for them to make a good spider-man movie and and it seems like they're going to continue on with what marvel started like they're still going to have tom holland they're still going to have 
you know, that same Spider-Man suit, hopefully. And, you know, maybe we'll get some Venom. Maybe we'll get some, you know, maybe they'll do a better version of Green Goblin. I really wish I could see him in the MCU with the scrolls, the scroll DNA theory I had. But, you know, doesn't doesn't really look like that's going to happen. Either way, I think it is possible Sony could come up with something cool. Yeah. I just feel like I feel like it's inevitable that Spider-Man will end up back in the MCU. It's Me just going to take a while. And in the meantime, what's going to become of the story? Because, right. you know, ultimately it's like, well, the MCU is rolling on with or without Spider-Man. Um, how do you obviously we're, we were going to get and hopefully still will get an Avengers five with Spider-Man, you know, in a leading role. And I would love that. Yeah. And it should happen. Hopefully it does happen, but, like, if he's not brought back, like, what happens to that movie? You know, how do you... It's going to create a really awkward thing, for at least for a while, until Disney Disney eventually yeah. just buys Spider-Man outright or buys Sony outright. Oh, and, I'm uh, praying for that day. Yeah, yeah, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Well, we can speculate all day about this, but hopefully, just hope and pray that uh, Sony and Disney... Start talking, all right? Just, guys, just get your act together. Um, So uh, up next for this, we've got an update on the Falcor. The Falcor. <laughs> totally oh, different franchise. Totally different. I cannot speak. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Not soldiers, as it's in the note. Found it, and there's not more than one soldier. Um, <laughs> Wait, but- Bucky has a twin? <laughs> Like those, like those guys from Civil War, just magically right. show up, um, <laughs> which would be cool, actually. But and, and Marvel's What If is going to be like I think part of it is, uh, is Marvel Zombies. They're going to be bringing that in, yeah. So yeah. that's going to be insane. But we're talking about the real MCU here. This is going to be the one of the several Disney Plus series that are set actually in the MCU, and we got some big things here. Of course, first of all, Bucky's got a new haircut. He is now back to the uh, not the long hair. He he chopped off the the mullet. Right, and, it's uh, more clean cut. Now. And he looks good. He looks it looks it, look, it looks back to the way he did in First Avenger, which I think is uh, I think it suits him. Yeah, definitely. I think he can rock both cuts, but it's cool to see the 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 older, more militaristic cut back again. I think that's pretty awesome. I think his cut, uh, his haircuts so far have seemed to reflect where he is mentally and you know like at the beginning it's normal and then he gets kind of crazy so it's more long and scraggly and now it's now it's back again so hopefully that can indicate a better like mindset for him who knows maybe it's not that maybe i'm digging too deep there but uh i think it's a good look based on the concept art uh and you kind of get a side view of the falcon's new suit which seems to look really cool only complaint well not complaint but like little weird note is in that poster concept art it looks like the falcon's uh arm is like out as if he's holding the shield but i don't see a shield there but that i bet you that's what's supposed to go there yeah it's weird that it's it's just weird to me that this is called the falcon and the winter soldier because like yeah I think I think this show is going to be about Falcon actually becoming Captain America. Right. And there was something, I think they said it at Comic-Con or somewhere, where there was a blurb that somebody, because there's so many tweets that come out, and all this stuff kind of gets swept under the rug because stuff is just said at a panel. They just vomit words on stage, and then it just it just goes somewhere. And if yeah. someone doesn't remember it, he'll just forget it. But there was one point where someone said 
that like this is this show is largely going to be about Falcon and and Winter Soldier kind of doing their thing and uh Sam kind of trying to take on the role of Captain America but the government doesn't want him to be Captain America right. like they're kind of hesitant about that um so that'll be interesting you know what that means and uh another interesting part of this is the fact that we've got Emily Van Camp back as Sharon Carter and she's yep. with the CIA I think or at least was, unless she got fired for giving <laughs> giving Cap and their gear back in Civil War. Right. But uh, yeah, her uh, she she got dumped by you know and in favor of her aunt. So uh, a little weird, but understandable. Yeah. Understandable. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know if there's a going to be a relationship there between either Bucky or Sam. Um, it would be weird Who to knows? be to date your either your one of your best friends former. X, I don't know. It's just a lot of weird relationship stuff between these characters that I don't want to get into. Well, when when you can't get Captain America, Sharon, honestly, like Sam or Bucky, either of them, not a bad second second choice. Not bad, not bad at all. And then the other thing that they revealed here is that the character U.S. Agent, aka John Walker, is going to yeah. be in the show, and a, an actor named. Uh, Wyatt Russell is playing him. I don't know much about U.S. Agent, but... Uh, I know nothing about this character. <laughs> I don't either. In fact, I'm going to try to look it up. I'm assuming maybe it's uh, a... Maybe like a ripoff of Captain America? Maybe? So, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like... Uh, uh, what's his name? Red... Uh, the guy from the Black Widow movie, David Harbour's playing him. Forget oh, his name. yeah, but, I heard about that. Yeah, uh, kind of reminds me of that, because he's supposed to be like the Russian version of Captain America. I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, I'm looking at the Marvel Wiki, yeah. and I'm not seeing much here. I, I don't know what thing. I guess we'll find. I actually I actually like just not knowing anything about these characters. Yeah. Going, I just, I'll just let, this, let the series tell me about this. Oh, Red so. Guardian, that's his name. Red Guardian, yeah. You know what? You know what's really funny? Okay, okay, you haven't. How far are you into Stranger Things? I Okay, so tomorrow we're going to watch more episodes, but I I am only one episode. <laughs> okay. But I I think I know what you're going to say. Is it, is it about the his name Alexi? Alexi, he's playing a yeah. Russian named Alexi, and if you yeah. watch Stranger Things, you understand the absolute delicious irony in that. I don't want to know. You will I, know. I just know. As soon as you, as soon as you get there, you'll know. I just, I just know that it, that's his character's name in Black Widow. But there's also a, I think it's the head scientist guy in uh, Stranger Things this season. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not going to confirm anything. Well, well, you kind, you know that that. I mean, you figure out later that that's his name. I found that out online, but I know the guy who it's supposed to be is uh-huh. like the uh-huh. the main guy, but. Anyway, yeah, I don't want to know. Don't want to know. No, no, don't get spoiled. Don't get spoiled. You've you come close. You've come too far. I I dig David Harbour's uh, beard though. It looks so badass. That's just having but, David Harbour in the MCU is gonna be great. Oh yeah, so so great. Anyway, yes, that show looks very cool. This very is the one I'm most excited for: is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like I love those characters, yeah. and the cast is looking really, really great. Yep. And speaking of a cast, of course, we also have WandaVision coming up. And WandaVision is kind of an enigma, quite literally, because we don't really know what's happening here. Obviously, you know, Vision is dead. 
and Wanda survived, but he is in this somehow, and there's some kind of alternate universe trickery happening here because there's a new photo of uh, Vision and Wanda in this kind of 50s like living room setting thing yeah it's um, very you know it's very much a throwback and it's you know it's not like vision it looks like he does at the beginning of Infinity War like his human form um so I'm curious what's going on there but the big things well, here was I oh, real quick I'll let you get to that but I just want to mention yeah. that uh Kat Dennings yeah is returning as Darcy from Thor which is crazy never thought we'd see her again <laughs> and also Randall Park, who played Jimmy Woo in Ant-Man. He's going to be back as that character. And they also mm-hmm. cast Katherine Hahn as a quote-unquote neighbor. Don't know who mm. she's actually playing, but whatever. But I'm sorry, what were you going to yeah. say about the, the, the photo? Well, I love the concept art that uh, Andy Park, who's a, a big artist over at Marvel Studios, did um, of this. And it shows... Wanda and Vision sitting on the couch, you know, like you were saying, they look pretty mm-hmm. normal, but like in the 50s, and then the TV is like casting a shadow on the back wall where you see the, the shape of Vision and the I shape just of, saw that! Oh my god! Yeah, of uh, classic Black Widow with that headpiece, which I did mention before, I think they allude to a little bit in the in the design of the logo with the eye. I think that that's what they're going for. So this just kind of adds to my theory of that. But either way, I think that's really interesting, really cool. And the uh, I've got some ideas about this show. I think that what it is is like the the title WandaVision is literally like it's supposed to be taken literally like like this whole thing is just a vision in Wanda's mind. I don't know how far it goes, how deep it goes, if if vision is still alive or if this entire thing like what if the whole show is just like like her imagining life with vision or something like that i don't know i'm sure they'll find a way to bring vision back for real but uh interesting take you know like uh setting it in the 50s or the 60s or whatever very interesting i like that i like the aesthetic of that uh and also what was i gonna say i was gonna say something uh i can't remember i lost my train of thought but (laughs) yeah and i want to i really want to agree with you in regards to like this being some kind of dream or some kind of like in in her mind but at the same time this tv show is supposed to lead in directly into doctor strange in the multiverse of madness and where we're supposed to be like seeing her like at full power like true scarlet witch so i'm wondering if she somehow finds a way to access the multiverse and maybe yeah. she kind of goes off and lives in this however she found it or maybe she maybe she's that powerful maybe she creates some kind of alternate universe where this exists and i don't know it's just yeah. it's really weird and it's really intriguing and they really haven't given a whole lot of details aside from the cast yeah i just i i'm a big vision fan and yeah, i me too. I'm really excited for for him to come back in some capacity. You know, I know that at the beginning of Far From Home, it showed kind of like the the picture montage of like people we've lost, and one of them was Vision. Uh, it looked like a far off shot from the the airport battle. I thought that was funny, um, but yeah, really cool to have him back. And Scarlet Witch is definitely growing on me. Like she started off kind of weak for me, but. You know, up until Endgame, she 
has really been growing on me and becoming a really really interesting character yeah i think i think she's shown the most in uh in civil war with any of her interactions with vision like in the kitchen or whatever uh and i think that film she grew a lot for me so it'll be cool to see an extension of that absolutely yeah it's it's gonna be i think she has a lot of development to go and also something else someone brought up it's like if she's going to a universe or she somehow has resurrected vision in some way wouldn't she also try to do it with her brother? Yeah, it's, I mean, the only th- difference I think is that her brother was human and Vision is pretty much a robot, you know? Right. So there's probably way more ways to bring back a robot, you know? I don't know. Like, I knew that her powers, I mean, you see her powers can interact well with the, what is it, the Soul Stone or the Mind Stone? that mm-hmm. is in vision's head but that's gone now you know so where or is it you know i mean when captain america put the stones back does that mean he put one of the stones back in vision's head you know who knows but who yeah, knows I, ha- I a lot of different theories yeah that's the th- that's the thing i didn't even think about that you know like where i don't know it, it's just it's just weird how all of that works and, you know, the kind of opening up the multiverse and Far From Home, speaking of Spider-Man, kind of inadvertently opened that door but then <laughs> immediately closed it by saying, oh, yeah, Quentin Beck's a fraud and he's not actually from another Earth. But right. at the same time, it makes sense that this is a thing. And, I mean, we have basically have confirmation of it with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, right. you know, I... I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited that these shows seem to be, are being treated the same as films. They're being treated, yeah. just given the same kind of treatment in regards to like WandaVision is going to be kind of its own thing. It's going to lead directly into thing. And, you know, you need to watch this in order to kind of get the full picture. So right. um, this is, is going to be really, really. I, lo- um, I love the idea that these are just going to be like, six to eight hour long movies exactly i think it's better actually i mean yeah. like if they had said oh Endgame's gonna be like eight hours long or 10 hours long because we're turning into a series i'd be like heck yeah do it that'd be well, great it's, it's hard to believe but all the mcu shows that they have lined up are time-wise like length-wise content-wise are going to be even longer than the mcu already exactly and you go back to star wars star wars is producing like everyone's disappointed that they're not doing more films in the next three years but like arguably we're going to get more content through the cassian show through mandalorian and through kenobi than we would have with films right it's just it's nuts to me that they're pretty much doubling more than doubling their content in less than two years that's that's crazy and thank goodness we have disney plus by the way have you heard the special deal with disney plus where you can you go and you sign up for d23 and become a member which is free i think and then you go and sign up for disney plus and it's like four bucks a month for like oh that's what that is okay Uh uh-huh yeah Really? really good deal Dang, all right, I'm going to look into that. Yeah, and you get three years, four bucks a month, and, I mean, even, like, it's, like, six ninety nine for, like, regular price, which is not bad. That That is insane. I can't even begin to tell you how surprised I am that it's that cheap. Like, this is 
this is better than Netflix. And, and you combined, said man. Disney was greedy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I, they you do a lot of they're good gonna, stuff. For they're me, gonna Disney. raise the price in like a month. It's gonna go from it's gonna be like oh it's twelve ninety nine starting January twenty twenty. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> four bucks, four bucks a year for three years, and then or four bucks a month for three years, and then after that, you're paying a hundred bucks a year, baby. <laughs> Yep, yep, they're going to sneak it in somehow, somehow. Hey, it, look, if they bring Spider-Man back to the MCU, I'll pay whatever. Heck yeah. Oh, my start, gosh. Start that GoFundMe. Uh, let's, just, <laughs> let's just buy Spider-Man ourselves. Somebody start a GoFundMe, well, we'll buy Spider-Man, and then neither one just, of them will, will have to worry about it. Let me just break open my piggy bank. <laughs> I'll sell all my Star Wars toys to get, to get Spider-Man back. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Okay, so real quick. Well, not real quick, but this is something that deserves a little bit of time. Um, They announced not one, not two, but three new TV series that are coming to Disney+. Plus. I keep calling them TV series. They're, they're not going to be on TV. They're Disney Plus series. They're streaming series, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we got Miss Marvel, we got Moon Knight, and we got She-Hulk. Yeah. That's... That surprised me as, like, they're pulling no punches with this. Like, they're really, you know, Miss Marvel's one that's been around for a while. People have been really clamoring for that one. And then from what I've heard about She-Hulk being kind of this, you know, of course, a female version of Hulk, but also, like, she breaks the fourth wall and she's kind of like Deadpool. So that really, really intrigues me. Um, and I I know nothing about Moon Knight, so I'm intrigued by that, too. I just know that uh, one of my favorite people on the internet, John Schnepp, before he passed away, he talked a lot about Moon Knight. And uh, another one of my favorite people on the internet currently is Robert Meyer Burnett. He's a big fan of Moon Knight as well. And uh, everything I've heard from either of them about Moon Knight is that it's freaking awesome. And that uh, the most recent Moon Knight series, which I'm not sure if it's over or not, but it was in the comics fairly recently within the last few years apparently that was spectacular so i'm gonna try and pick that up and read it prior to watching this series that's that's awesome that and and it has to be like i think just seeing like really i think the mandalorian is actually the first show we cert the first like glimpse we've had it like what a tv series on this platform is going to look like Right, and yeah. I think if that's any indication, like these shows are going to be amazing. Like, they're going to be they're going to be just like the MCU films. Only yeah, I, I there's a lot of money that they can throw at this, and you know I'm not to harp on the CW shows or anything like that, but you, you can kind of tell where their budgets at for those I, shows, and it's it's not the worst thing in the world, but I feel like that Disney is just going to have a lot more money to put towards their shows. I think the more I've watched the MCU, the more it's ruined me. <laughs> In regards yeah. to the CW, because it really shows like that you you yeah. think being as big as the Arrowverse is like they they'd have a bigger budget from their some of those shows like they're really popular but yeah. when you see the Flash running and he's not like a whiz it's bad <laughs> yeah or like an episode will come up with like King Shark or something I'm like whoa <laughs> but uh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think we're gonna have that problem with these series. I think they're gonna be really high quality. And yeah. and Kevin Feige said on stage specifically about Miss Marvel that she's going to be showing up in the films as well. So uh, yeah, I don't oh, know. What, I, go ahead. 
Well, I when my mind went off track back at WandaVision, I remember what I was going to say. There is a comic book. Uh, well, it's like a, a collection of, of books. The same story, though. It's just called Vision or The Vision. I forget what it's called. But I actually got it on my Comicsology app oh. uh, a while ago. And apparently that's the best Vision story out there. It's critically acclaimed and all that stuff. And, and what I read in there... Um, I've only made it a few issues in so far, but apparently that is the show is taking some cues from that as well. So that should be interesting. That's really cool. But yeah, uh, as far as these shows, Miss Marvel, I can't say I know a whole lot about Miss Marvel besides like she has like what stretchy powers or something. She can like make her hands big. I don't know. I like that. I know she, I know she's inspired by Captain Marvel, which is hence, hence Miss Marvel. Um, yeah, and and Kevin Feige made a point of uh, that like Miss Marvel would be in her own series, but then she's going to appear in movies later, which should be interesting. Um, yeah, and then as far as She Hulk goes, I guess she's like a a lawyer or something, which is interesting, or an attorney. Yeah, I, I heard forget, that. But I heard that 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 should be interesting. Either way, like I'm listen, Marvel has not really. Uh, scared me wrong marvel studios yet so even the, you know the things i don't know that much about like it, it reminds me of guardians of the galaxy when that came out i knew nothing about it and it turned out to be one of my favorites and so you know i gotta hold out the possibility for these as well absolutely so that's yeah that's gonna be great i, I can't wait for all this we got so much content coming down the pipe so much disney yeah. plus that's just disney plus we haven't even gotten to the films and yeah. they really only talked about a couple films. Um, first being Black Panther two, that I'm assuming is going to have a, a a subtitle at some point, but not at the moment. Um, they confirmed that May sixth, 2022, is when we're getting that movie. Yes. But the most uh, recent one, or the one I think is coming up the quickest, is the Eternals. And they announced yeah. that uh, Barry Koenig will play. The villain, Druig, Druig, I hope that's thing. Um, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Gemma <laughs> Chan, who was just in Captain Marvel as one of the um, the the bad guys, the blue bad yeah. guys, is going to be playing another character in the same universe called Cersei. And then uh, Kit Harington from Game of Thrones. He is going to be playing Dane Whitman who I know nothing about other than the fact that he's not an Eternal. He's a normal human being, so. Yeah, he's, like, dressed in black knight armor or something. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. yeah, very interesting. I think it's, it's you know, I don't know a lot about the Eternals, but from everything I'm hearing, it's as important to the MCU as Iron Man was, apparently. Really? So That's, that's going to be the thing is, like, we're again, we're kind of doing the Captain Marvel thing, even kind of on steroids, because... Apparently, these guys have been on Earth the entire time for, like, thousands of years. Yeah. And, like, okay, where have they been? Like, we've had right. several, you know, uh, Avengers-level events. Right. <laughs> where have they been? What have they been doing? You know, where were they during the snap? Where were they yeah. when, you know, Loki attacked? Like, I'm curious how they're going to deal with this and how they kind of obviously are going to have to backtrack and say, okay, where were these guys? I like the idea that I think it's some of them in the comics that they they are on Earth, but they don't know they're Eternals. So right. they're kind of like walking around and they have powers and they kind of have to be apprised of 
what they can actually do. So that's that's interesting. It'll, and they're saying, you know, it's full-on Jack Kirby. That's what Kevin Feige keeps saying. So that's really exciting. Yeah. So that's really cool. I think that there's a lot there that is going to, you know, surprise us. And, and we'll find out a lot about the history of the MCU, hopefully, by by checking these characters out. Exactly. And real quick, um, before we before we transition into the break, I just want to mention, uh, I'm not sure if you saw this or not. I, I only saw bits of it. But uh, apparently they showed some uh, footage from Black Widow, the upcoming movie. Um, okay, and it's, uh, I did not see this. Yeah, so it's it's not much. Of course, they they didn't show it publicly. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a there is a version on YouTube that is obviously not legal, not meant to be out there. Okay. But uh, it's it's basically just her fighting someone. Like it's oh, okay. Not not a huge deal. There's a, let me let me break this down really quick. Okay, let's see. I see she uh, there's a car flipping, and then she's in the car. I guess she survived the car flipping because she can't <laughs> die until any game. And then <laughs> uh, she's fighting some dude, or some dude's fighting her. Uh, yeah. So it, it, there's there's gonna be a lot of things. Obviously, Black Widow. I I mean. I've always enjoyed the character. I'm, I'm, I've not been totally hip to the idea of her having like her own movie because I'm like, especially after Endgame, like, what can you do? Um, yeah. But there was some really cool concept art, and I can't find it at the moment. But they had her in an all white costume. Yeah, like that a looks snow dope. costume. So I'm like, damn, <laughs> that yeah. looks, uh, that looks really cool. And something we've never really seen her in before, so uh, yeah, I'm 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 getting more hype for this movie as we go. I think it's cool that they are, you know, obviously her classic comic book look is like full black suit and red hair, right. but in Avengers: Infinity War, she was rocking like a green suit and had like blonde hair, and in this one, she's gonna have like a white suit. So it's cool that they're changing it up. Yeah, and a apparently, bit. apparently, this is set post Civil War. So, okay. and she's kind of supposed to be on the run at this point, I think. Um, and obviously she ends up with uh, Cap and Falcon. It would yeah. be neat. How cool would it be if, like, you had Chris Evans came back just briefly? I would love it. Captain America. That's what I'm looking forward to is the, the surprise cameos from those guys. You know, RDJ, yeah. you know, you know they're not going to be fully done. They're going to come back at some point. It's just where and when, and they're going to wait for the right time. This may be a little too early because we just got over Endgame, but five to ten years, you're going to have Chris Evans step out of the shadows, and he's he's back, man. He's back. Oh, yeah. And you know they're going to have a lot of cameos. They have to. Oh. It's, it, cameos galore, man. It's going to happen. It's got yep. to happen. All right. Well, I think we're about done with that little portion of the show. So I think right now we should take a little short ad break. We'll uh, have a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a few moments talking more D23 2019.
Greetings, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I have drifted into the underworld. The Star Wars underworld. I have a bad feeling about this. Hey y'all, this is Ben Hart here. I know y'all just heard me on the IPC talking all things geeky and fun. Now I'm here to tell y'all about my other podcast. It's called The Star Wars Underworld, about all things Star Wars. We talk Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Star Wars Last Jedi, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and so much more. I record it with my friends Chris and Dominic, who are here to tell y'all all about it. Hello, Chris. Hello, Ben. I'm so excited to talk about Star Wars this week. It's fun. It's funny. We're going to have a great time. Hey, guys, I am so nostalgic for mall packaging, and I love being on the Star Wars Underworld podcast talking all the latest Star Wars news. Well, now that y'all had a little taste of the show and you know what to expect, you should check out more episodes by going to StarWarsUnderworld.com or by searching for the show on the iTunes, the Apple Podcast, the Google Play, and all sorts of things. And may the Force be with y'all. It's a wrap, eh? Snow glows white on the mountain tonight Not a footprint to be seen A kingdom of isolation And it looks like I'm the queen The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I tried Don't let them them see be the good girl you always have to be conceal don't feel don't let them know well now they know let it go let it go can't hold it back anymore let it go let it go It's funny how some distance makes everything seem small And the fears that once controlled me can't get to me at all It's time to see what I can do to test the limits and break through No right, no wrong, no rules for me back discussing more of D23 2019. We've discussed a lot of stuff already and there's still a few other things to cover. We basically have only talked about what Marvel and Star Wars released over the weekend, which was a lot of stuff. But uh, Disney themselves had a few things to promote and uh, we got some Pixar stuff, we got some Disney animation stuff, and we've got 
a little thing from the new film that's coming out. Um, in the style of Maleficent, we're going to have Cruella, which is Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille as seen in 101 Dalmatians, which yeah. I, it looks pretty good. I'll give him that. I'm like, first, like, why is this happening? Like, why are you making this movie? But then again, <laughs> you see this image. It's like, okay, you, you got me. You, you got me intrigued. Yep, you can see it. I, I definitely can. I, the the hair looks awesome, I think. I love Emma Stone, too. She's great in pretty much everything I've seen her in. Right. I just, I don't know. Emma Stone playing the evil, evil uh, dog hunter. Come on. How <laughs> yeah, is this going to happen? It's a little out of left field, but I think that, you know, like, you know you're a good actor when you can play both good and bad. Yeah. And she's, I think she's an underrated actress. Like, she kind of started out, she was like, oh, yeah, she's Gwen Stacy, whatever. Like, no, 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 no. She she had a lot more to go. She's been in everything. Um, oh, so. yeah. If if you want to see Emma Stone in something really good, you should check out on Netflix. There was a show that came out last year called Maniac. And it had her and Jonah Hill in it, who's mm, also fantastic. I remember it, that. Yeah, it, it kind of takes place like they they sign up for this experiment, uh, but it's it all takes place in like a parallel world. And you, the only way I could tell that it took place in a parallel world was that they, uh, Jonah Hill's character was sitting on a dock in New York City, looking out at what was supposed to be like where the Statue of Liberty was, but it was a completely different statue. So I think that was like the main thing that made you wow. go oh this doesn't take place in, in our world but yeah that show is super good and emma stone is great in it that sounds that you got me intrigued i remember seeing the commercials for that but like yeah 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 it, i the commercials got me intrigued and then i watched it and it was, it was very bingeable and yeah i highly recommend it awesome so yeah she at, at very least she should be great in this at the very yeah. very least but uh, another thing we got, a couple of uh, Pixar announcements um, in regards to uh, their upcoming movie, Soul, which apparently mm-hmm. is in the same vein as uh, the Feelings movie that I'm blanking on the name right now. Uh, Inside Out. Inside Out. Yep. Um, and the film essentially asks, why am I here? And right. it kind of contemplates existence itself, which sounds really weird but also so pixar so pixar yeah so it's like, right up it's, their alley <laughs> they uh they give robots feelings they give toys feelings they give uh feelings feelings and now they're giving existence <laughs> feelings will pixar ever exactly. find something that they can't give feelings to no never will never will they're just gonna keep going with this until they psychoanalyze us all Yes. But uh, apparently the cast includes Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Mm. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, they got some other stuff too. Yeah. I just, I think this is really neat. Uh, I, I feel like Pixar is very good at finding, I well, I should say coming up with just really unique stories that t- I guess there's elements of, of things from other stories and stuff, but really on its own just feels like a fresh take on something i think the only the only time that i can think of that that didn't really happen so much was with the lion king funnily enough because that's based on what hamlet or something like that but most of well and i know that's completely different too it's it's uh disney animation but as far as disney pixar goes 
almost everything they've done has seemed super unique and fresh and original. And this seems like it's going to be in that same vein. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I'm just excited to see something new from Pixar. Just, just some a yeah. new concept because I think they excel at that. They haven't Wrong. always 100% been successful about that. You've got, you've got the good dinosaur out there. You've got cars too, like, those yeah. things out there, but I think oh, Cars Two is just an example of, of a bad sequel. And I think I think they're better off going into different directions. I liked all the Toy Story movies. I did, but at the I same time, I'm like, four. you've not seen four. No. Oh my nope. gosh. Oh gosh. You're uh, you're in for it, man. You're in yeah. for it. Take some tissues. <laughs> but I mean, I still think like it's more interesting just to go these different places and uh, have the Pixar people go. What if? What is? What is life? What is existence? Like that? That's interesting. And I think yeah. they're they're more likely to get a hit out of this, um, and just For bring sure. us something new that we've never seen before. Yeah, but that that is not the only Pixar movie coming out. No, yeah, real quick, we'll mention it. Um, Upward. No, it's not Onward. Uh, onward, yeah, yeah. Onward. Yeah, you're mixing up. Up. You're mixing. You're mixing up with uh, with Onward. Upward, the new Pixar movie. Yeah. Um. So that they didn't really give a whole lot of new information on that, but right. they got uh Tom Holland and Chris Pratt on stage, and yep. apparently it involves them trying to resurrect their own father. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I don't, uh, know, I don't know what if... that means. I don't know if you've seen the uh, anime uh, Full Metal Alchemist, but that's kind of what happens at the beginning of that, and a lot of stuff goes wrong. But that's kind of what it reminds oh. me of. They they try and like do a spell or something to bring back either their mother or father or something, and it goes terribly wrong. But uh, hopefully, this won't be as dark. Oh, but the the idea is cool. The idea is cool. Um, I forget the names of the characters. There's Ian and Barley. I forget their last name, though. Exactly. You <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. They seem like really fun characters. Ian is not as uh, excited about life as Barley is. And Barley's the one who's, like, really excited about, like, quests and adventures and stuff. And so he's all into this. So I, I think it's going to be a fun movie. And the, the tone and the vibe is going to be something up my alley. And again, a really unique take on just something. Having this universe where all this mythical stuff happened, like all the magic and whatever right. was a thing, but then they just went into modern times. So now it's a suburban neighborhood, but there's unicorns digging in the trash. Like, yep, yep. that's pretty, pretty nuts. So I'm looking forward to that. And apparently the magic is gone. But then, like, Chris Pratt's character is obsessed with it, and he wants to go find the magic. And uh, so that's—I think it's going to be a really great story. Yeah, I think it's got a lot of potential. Absolutely. And uh, moving over to Walt Disney Animation Studios films, um, they have Rhea and the Last Dragon coming Mm -hmm. at some point. And— Admittedly, I, I didn't see much of the panel, so I don't know what this is about. The only thing I know is that Aquafina is voicing a dragon. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So that that's enough to get me interested. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I don't know much about this either. It just seems like it's gonna be a, a hodgepodge of a lot of cool ideas and things. Um, drawing from like uh, myths and legends and uh, you know, Asian culture and all that. That's gonna be interesting. Um, 
but yeah, I've I've listened to I've listened and read about this movie twice and I still can't give you like a good picture of what it's going to be about, but it sounds interesting to say the least. I will say the logo is pretty cool. That's that's the highest praise I could give for it at this. That's point. high praise from a from a professional graphic designer. That's high praise in my book. Yeah, but but uh yeah, that's yeah, it, it just looks pretty cool. And you know, again, another studio with a lot of accolades under their belts. Um one being the biggest hit ever, Frozen, and uh oh, it's yeah. getting a sequel, which just uh, they announced actually at this panel that uh, Evan Rachel Wood from uh, Westworld and Sterling K Brown are going to be joining the cast. So uh yep. And it's coming out this November, I think. So not that far away. Yep. Pretty cool. All right. Um, so that about... So there was some other things. And honestly, some of the stuff I'm intrigued by, some of the stuff, I have no idea what it is. Because there's stuff <laughs> like The World According to Jeff Goldblum. That... You don't even need to know what that is. Cause no. It's got the name Jeff Goldblum right in the title. Man. And apparently it's someone with a camera following Jeff Goldblum around as he does his thing about everything. We, and I'm like, this is the perfect show. Wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, who doesn't want that? Like, there's a clip. I don't even know what it's from, but it's like, Jeff Goldblum goes to the supermarket and he's trying to cook something. And he's yeah. just having this, these wild conversations with the butcher at the supermarket. And it's like, yeah, this is highly entertaining. I could watch this all day. So oh, yeah. apparently they're doing it documentary style. And just following him around, which is great. Which is I quality content wait. that I'm going to put my $4 on every month to get. Yep. And uh, speaking of other things, I'm, I'm going to run through these really quick. And then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll come back to any of them if they sound interesting. But sure. uh, for Disney+, Plus, just Disney+, Plus, you have High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> you have Forky Ask a Question, Monsters at Work. Encore, Stargirl, Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made, okay, uh, Lady and the Tramp, that's pretty much self-explanatory, the next uh, live-action remake. Um, you have Togo, you have Noel, which is a Christmas movie, I think, and uh, Diary of a Female President. Yes. So that's happening. I don't, I don't know half of those things, but uh, I know Monsters at Work is obviously Monsters, Inc., but it's a, it's a series I think they got. I think they got right. Billy Crystal and John Goodman back. I think. Well, that's so awesome. that's going to be pretty cool. And uh, Forky asks a question. No idea what that. You haven't seen four, so you don't know how any idea of who Forky is. I just you? know that he's played by Tony McHale, who my first uh, exposure to him was in. Uh, my wife and I are watching Arrested Development currently. Mm. We're almost done with it, and he plays Buster in that very funny character. He's probably my favorite character in the show. Forky. Forky in Toy Story 4 is hysterical. So okay. if they can in any way transfer the brilliance of that character into a series of some sort, they'll be doing pretty good because I think that could be that could be some gold um, nice. stuff. Obviously probably for kids, but you know, you know, we're kids at heart, so we watch that stuff. You know, exactly. You know, yeah. Um but and then on the uh you know, just general Disney film slate. We have, uh, as we mentioned, Onward. We got the live-action remake of Mulan coming. 
We've got Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which is the sequel to the first Maleficent. And then we've got Jungle Cruise, which stars Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. Yeah. Which is based on the ride, <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Right, which I've never been on, but I... I love Emily Blunt. Love The Rock. Uh, Jungle Cruise seems like a fun time. That should be a a fun movie. Uh, Couldn't care less, to be honest, about Maleficent, Mr. Evil. I cannot either. Seriously. (laughs) I'm like, why is this a thing? I I watched the first one. Didn't really do it for me. You know, I'm not really. I don't know. I'd never watched uh, Sleeping Beauty growing up. Um or anything like that so i'm not like steeped in the lore of of that franchise but yeah not really interested in maleficent uh mulan i'm kind of so so on it looks interesting enough i guess but i i think i've only seen the original mulan like once uh but Uh yeah onward onward obviously i'm interested in these other disney films kind of hit or miss (laughs) yeah um the only intriguing one here is jungle cruise to me and I've been on Jungle Cruise multiple times. I'm just wondering how they turn. Like, the most entertaining part of Jungle Cruise is if you get a good boat captain. And they're okay. just cracking jokes the entire time. And they're cracking well, really bad puns. And, like, that's the most entertaining part. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like the Jungle Cruise ride is literally just, like, you're in a boat and... What, you just go along a track that's in the water? Basically, you go along and you see a bunch of fake animals on the shore, and you go under a waterfall, and then that's basically it. Okay. And then the the, the boat captain does their best to make it seem like they're driving the boat when they're not. (laughs) They're constantly spinning the wheel when you obviously know, like, it's on a track. It's all motorized. Right. So, uh... Well, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe maybe we'll because I heard like a, a brief description during the panel. It was like, oh, Emily Blunt's character like is a scientist and she recruits Dwayne Johnson to ferry her up the river and he's a boat captain. What if we find out like it's all like a conspiracy? The boat's fake <laughs> and they're all right <laughs> the whole time. Well, that would be hilarious. But if, if Pirates of the Caribbean is any indication, uh, it's funny, turning video games into movies is usually bad, but turning theme park rides into movies usually works. <laughs> right? So I don't know how that makes sense, but apparently it does. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the 23, guys. That's not the most comprehensive breakdown of everything that happened, but uh, it's as comprehensive as we're going to get tonight. Because, uh, yeah, it's getting late, and uh, we don't want to spend, what, three and a half hours like we did last time on this thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was a lot of fun, though. Um, we do have one little segment that I think deserves some time. It is mm. the quote of the night, and it's a big callback to one of the first things we talked about, which is the Obi-Wan series and the announcement of the Obi-Wan series that included in a surprise appearance by Mr. Ewan McGregor. So yeah, this is uh, a little clip from the actual panel where uh, Ewan comes out and uh, does his thing and uh, we finally get it. Unfortunately, there are no hello there's in this clip. Unfortunately. But uh, still... Still pretty awesome, so uh, 
Without further ado, here is tonight's quote of the night. We do have one more announcement. After secrets and fibs and not being able to talk about it, I am thrilled to bring out a beloved member of the Star Wars family. Music swirls. <laughs> Can you ask me, in front of all of these people, all of these witnesses, can you please ask me, am I going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Ewan? Yes? Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. saying, well, I don't know, we've been talking, or maybe if they call me, I'd be happy. But now I can say, yes, we're going to do it. And I'll also tell you, we are really close. We have all the scripts written. We are ready to start shooting next year. Um, we could not be more excited. So, can't yeah, wait to start production. And we have our own one. And there you have it. It's happening. It's real. Like I explained on the Star Wars in the World podcast, like the idea that Ewan would actually come out on stage and make that announcement was a dream that I had. That I'm like, yes. this is never going to happen. And yet, I, I found an illegal live stream <laughs> of this as it was happening. And I don't know if I've ever been any more excited in my life, like watching that. Like, it's like, oh my God, it's actually happening. Yeah. I, and oh, I got to say, that is, that is the best sounding yes that I've ever heard from anybody. <laughs> that is the most satisfied yes. It, it feels like, it's, this, this doesn't seem like it's something that Ewan's just like, oh yeah, we're doing it, whatever. Like, he seems genuinely excited to be doing this. Yeah, I mean, he's talked for years about how, like, if Disney wanted him back, he would he would love to. So it's really cool to see that in real life. Yeah, and you watch those those behind the scenes reels from the prequels. Like Ewan seems to be having the time of his life. Like Heck he yeah. really is into it. You can tell he's a fan. And you know, like he grew up like in the shadow of Dennis Lawson. Like his mm. uncle was in Star Wars. Yep. Um. So and then he grew up to be Obi Wan Kenobi, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, and just glad to have him back one more time, one more time. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe the Ewan, maybe the Obi Wan series will be like seven seasons, and be that'd be great. The new Game of Thrones, people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I think we're getting close to wrapping this show up, but we do have but one, but one segment to do before we call it a night. I think you all know where I'm going with this. Get out your hashtags. Put them on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Google+, Plus doesn't even exist anymore. I do that anyway. 
You can't put it on Disney Plus, that's for sure. So go everywhere. Put it everywhere. Go to random YouTube videos. Go tweet at someone. Barbecue watch. They won't know what's going on, but, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be funny for us. And put them in the chat. It is time, one more time, for hashtag BBQ watch. Barbecue. Barbecue. All right, so, um... I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Jake. I have yep. no idea what to talk about right now. <laughs> wow. We didn't, we didn't plan for this. I didn't put anything in the notes. My mind is blank right now. Can you save me here? I mean, so a couple days ago, I uh, I had Tuesday off of work. And I had just, uh, my wife had her lunch break, so I drove over and had lunch break with her but i didn't eat lunch so i was gonna eat lunch oh. afterwards and i don't know if you have these down in uh down down south but up here we have a place called Nito burrito i am not familiar with this no well it's it's really good i would say it rivals moe's and uh and chipotle I think oh, it's up there as I far wish. as t- taste goes. Yeah, you got a lot more options for your for your wraps. So I got a I forget all the different flavors, but my tortilla was uh, uh, jalapeno cheddar, and in it I got uh, this Cajun chicken, and uh, one of the things that I got on there was barbecued. I think it was baked beans or refried beans, something like that. And I uh, got a bunch of other stuff on it, lots of sour cream, lots of salsa, all that good stuff, cheese. But, man, I have never had baked beans that tasted that good. I should say refried beans because I think that's what it was. It was like a paste sort of. But, man, so good. Who knew that? I mean, I guess maybe it's a no-brainer to some people, but I didn't think about mixing barbecue and refried beans before. I, I knew barbecue baked beans was a thing, but mm-hmm. barbecue refried beans, never heard of it before that, and it was really good. And I can't I can't imagine having a uh, burrito without it now. I, like, I, I'm just going to go there every time for my burritos just so I can get that stuff. That does sound really intriguing, and I never really thought about taking, like, because beans are kind of like a, quintessential uh, barbecue thing you okay know? and i don't say quintessential but like it, it's a it's a thing that generally is barbecued okay. and and so you have it but like mixing that with like refried beans and i'm not even like in regards to like cooking those like yeah. i know there's a, a certain you know way you do it obviously that probably includes frying or something like that or refrying i'm assuming mm-hmm. the name is something to do with that but you know it would be interesting to kind of mix that with barbecue and kind of like i don't know could you do like barbecue baked beans that usually have like sauces and stuff like that in them that okay. are actually refried that yeah. would be interesting 
I, you know, to be honest, I don't even know how to refry beans. Like, do you, do you just take normal beans, fry them, and then like ref, refry them? Like fry them twice? I don't know. Yeah, it's like, uh, like I don't know if frying is this means the same thing because you also have fried ice cream. Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, it's re- I haven't fried fried ice cream in forever, but uh, I don't know how that works because <laughs> no idea. And who f- but, who figured that out? <laughs> yeah, it's like somewhere in Mexico, they were just like someone was fixing ice cream next to the to the to the deep fryer and it just dropped in there, and they're like, "Oh, look what I found." <laughs> The ice cream didn't melt. If you pull it in, really pull it out really fast, it's actually good. No. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that would also, ooh. I'm sure we've talked about barbecue desserts, but, like, doing something, you know, fried ice cream related. Oh, man. Yeah. No, no. uh, I'm getting really hungry now. Cause, uh, yeah, me too. I, I would say the weirdest aspect is just that I, I, I uh, don't think I've had anything barbecue flavored inside of a burrito before. It was kind of like a mixing of like southern, southern food with Mexican food. Burritos are great. One of my Love favorite burritos. foods. And there's so many things you can do with them. You know. Yeah. You really can because you have like, you know, like standard like Mexican burritos. Then you have breakfast burritos and then you have you know other things steak burritos and all this kind of stuff um that you can do so much with it i would love to experiment with like a pulled pork burrito yeah i feel like i've had that i think i think that's kind of what um subway for a while had this thing and i described it on the show a little while ago but it was this thing that had a tortilla with pulled pork and cheese and fritos interesting and it was really good and of course, they don't sell it anymore. Yeah, it, it just you know you can they kind of you know roll up as a burrito and you can eat it. So that's yeah, really good. Really wow, good. interesting. Yep, yep, yep. Well, okay. I think unless you have anything else, Jake, I think we about did it. I think we conquered this. I I think we we hit it all. I think we did. Well, okay. So I I feel bad that I actually completely forgot to. Give a shout out to our very loyal and passionate patrons who one of them is here with us tonight, Jake Damon. Hey. <laughs> Say hi. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I, I, I keep the lights on here. It's all yes, me. He, oh, wait, no, it's he's pulling just... double duty. He's he's supporting the show financially and he's here keeping the show going while we're down a host. So oh, yeah. I think that counts for something extra, Jake. I think I think you, you, you're doing good. You're doing I, good. I mean, like, if we're honest, if I wasn't here, this entire show would just fall apart. Oh, you're damn right it would, because if it was just, just, just up to me, oh, God, this would be like, you don't want to know. A cluster and, bleep. And you're not a patron of the show, pet. Yeah, I know. I, I'm a traitor. I'm not actually putting anything into this. Jeez. Wow. All right. So we got Joey Mays, of course, Jake Damon, Rachel Perry, our good buddy, Daniel George of a.k.a. Dan Greaves, who just had a birthday the other day. Happy birthday, Dan. Oh, and I missed that. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sneaky weasel. And, yeah. Uh, Parker Ott. And, and our newest patron, Carrie Fleming. Um, he just joined us, and we appreciate him jumping on board and helping keep the lights on, as we say. So, uh, yeah, really, really appreciate you guys continuing to support us. And even if you don't want to contribute your cold, hard cash, 
we still appreciate you. Just make sure you follow us on the social medias at IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow Zach, who is not here tonight, at ZachDFW. And also follow his other account. His new gig is at ZachTheVoice, I believe. Um, And it's on Twitter and a bunch of other things. So definitely check him out, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can follow me personally, at BenHartWithNoE, exactly how it sounds. You can uh, get my drivel on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, (laughs) if you dare. Um, Jake, tell the people where they can find you on social medias and what you're doing. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jake Damon, D-A-M-O-N. You can find me on Instagram at Jake W. Damon. Uh, And then my brother and I, over the past month or so, a little longer than that now, have been doing a podcast where we revisit every episode of the classic Cartoon Network show from 2005, Ben 10. Uh, We call it Ben 10 again because we're watching it again um so clever i know and uh it's available because i say this every time but some people still want to know it's available on uh anchor and it's available on spotify right now so you can go look there it's been getting a lot of listens on spotify actually one uh our episode before last uh, just hit like 105 downloads which is pretty cool um, so we missed this last week just because of some scheduling uh, stuff between me and my brother. It would just work out better for us to record two this Saturday. So we're double doing double duty this Saturday and catching up. And uh, we'll, we'll get up episodes five and six, uh, hopefully by Sunday. Nice. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, definitely check those out. And I, I saw that people were clamoring for some updates about your podcast. So that's good. People are listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad people are listening. And it's I got to say, it's a lot of fun to do. I, I definitely think, for me at least, the key to uh, having a podcast go smoothly and, and ha- have a little bit of longevity is uh, to have a couple of hosts to have an actual conversation because <laughs> I've tried the solo thing several times and it's it's, all, it's pretty hard you are braver than I to, to attempt the solo thing <laughs> um, but yeah it's nice to have a support system so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guarantee you if it was just up to me IPC wouldn't have gone nearly <laughs> as far because uh, when you're doing it alone it's like I, I don't I don't really feel like doing the show this week so i'm just gonna skip it this week and there's no right. one there to go no we're doing it stop exactly whining. exactly so uh yeah it, it helps a lot to have another person to slap you around especially if they're your brother and they're in person and they can just go let's do it <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i i makes me want to watch ben 10 so i can actually listen to the show yeah i i will say revisiting it it's fun because it's like it's it's not the greatest show in the world but i i I guess it gets better later on but it's just it's funny because we thought it was the greatest thing back then but now we're like adults watching this again and we're we're tearing episodes apart it's crazy but you know we we actually just watched one that was pretty good actually it was was like it it stepped up a notch in quality and the writing was pretty good so hopefully that trend continues yeah yeah absolutely yeah that that sounds like a lot of fun and i want to do one of those review shows i have to you know you know talk about uh different shows i I love shows that just uh pick something more obscure and just you know hey we're gonna talk about every single episode (laughs) of this thing i'm like that's that's 
that's a, a big commitment. Well, yeah. the, the three reasons why we chose this. So A, we loved the show when we were younger. B, I didn't see any other Ben 10 podcasts up, so <laughs> we were filling a little gap there. And three... It's like 51 episodes, the, the series, so that's pretty much a year right there. That is near. And it's nice to like know that if someone types in Ben 10 into Apple Podcasts, you're the only podcast that's yeah. going to pop up. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely go check that out if you're into that show. And, uh, of course, check out the IPC elsewhere. You can find our episodes that go up. Normally speaking, over the weekend, as I mentioned, last week's uh, episode didn't come out last week. It came out this week because uh, it was pretty intensive. But it's really a great episode. There was a lot of intense editing, and plus D23 kind of tripped me up. But uh, that's one of the reasons why it was uh, delayed. But I guarantee you it was worth the wait. It's really an incredible episode. I was even listening to it myself, which is something I don't normally do which is weird. So if I'm listening to it and I can stand the sound of my own voice, surely it's entertaining to you guys. So uh, definitely go find that on uh, StarWarsInterval.com is where we host all of our episodes, um, and they host them for us. And then on iTunes, Google Play, you know, and if there's not a podcatcher that you want us to be on that we're we're not, um, please let us know so we can get out to you and make it easier for you to listen to the show. And uh, please, on any of those platforms, subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us out a lot and uh, boosts us up on the rankings and helps us get out to more people. And you can also find us at our host site, ipcpodcast.podbean, as in refriedbeans.com. And all our episodes are up there, and you can also uh, find links to our patron thing. If I didn't already mention that um you can go there and sign up and you get all of our episodes not just the ones that are you know the most recent ones that are available but all of them going way back because we're you know 253 tonight so we've got a lot under our belt and not all of them are available to the public only to our patrons so become a patron go check those out and uh you can also another way to help support the show is t public you can buy some swag some t-shirts some phone cases, whatever else is up there. I, I forget how much stuff is over there. Um, tpublic.com slash user slash IPC podcast is the place for that. Well, I think that about does it for this IPC podcast. As I mentioned, this is episode number 253 and uh, 254 is up next and I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but it's going to be good. So we Heck hope... Yeah that you come back and you join us and wherever Zach is tonight we wish him well and hopefully he'll be back with us in the near future but that's going to do it for myself and Jake and Zach and all of us at the IPC Podcast thank you so much for listening before we leave you we're just going to leave you with this thought adaption is the key to survival we hope you survive long enough to listen to another episode of IPC. But until next time, good night, everyone.
why do, why do you think Spider-Man is such an important part of the MCU? Because there may be a little divorce happening. No. This is the first I've heard of it. Save Spider-Man? Uh, I'm crestfallen. Save. What's happening? I didn't know any of this. So Sony and Marvel are having a hard time coming to terms on the agreement to co-produce Spider-Man. So it's looking like Spider-Man may go back to Sony and not be part of the MCU anymore. I'm not a business person. You're speaking. Whatever you say is Greek to me. But all these, the mountains of produttore and uh, and uh, I don't know. It'll all work out. I'm sure. Uh, good luck. I'll figure it out.